0: Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today, we're going to discuss what's our motive. What's my motive behind what I'm doing? As kingdom man and kingdom woman, we talked about God's truth, and it's the only standard in which we should hold ourselves to, and anyone else shouldn't hold us to any other standard other than what the Word of God says. It shouldn't be what the culture say. It shouldn't be what even our parents say or what I say, but what does the Bible say about a particular matter. As a kingdom disciple and as a believer, everything should reflect God in Christ's image and his glory. It shouldn't be about us or God reflecting our glory, but it should be about us reflecting His glory if we're really true disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm going to start off by being real candid about something that happened to me in my earlys, uh, my late 30s. I was uh, in Philadelphia at this during this time, and one of the things that I was doing is I had the opportunity to uh, assist a, a family member that was pretty well off in their in their business, and because of what I was going through, being around this person because at the moment I had four four children, and uh, one of them was in particular a child. I uh, was struggling with the house that i i had, so I ended up moving into that um uh, down into that area and this family member they had um businesses so they would allow me um the opportunity to present itself to where number one I would have um a business with a barbershop and a hair salon I would also have um their business they would show me how to do their business so um and on top of that I would be working at this as a manager at this money exchange store so that meant that all the income that I was making would just go to the bank so Again, we're talking about what's my motive. So my reasoning for taking this opportunity was because I felt like it would benefit the kingdom. I already had in my mind, hey, if I do this, it'll be about my business. I want to say this. Self-deception is one of the worst deceptions because what you do is you end up deceiving yourself. You see, I didn't want to depend on others to feed me. And I got so much where I was dependent on someone else. I was dependent on others' relationship. In other words, the preacher, the teacher, in order to uh, relying on them, instead of me having my own personal devotion with God. I would go up in the morning and pray before the Lord, but I wouldn't pick up the Bible during any time during the day or even when I came home. But I still call myself in a relationship. I still call myself a Christian. What's my motive? What was my motive? with being in relationship with that relative. It was because, number one, I had these four kids and I needed a place to live. My motive was, being around this person, I didn't, I could obtain all the knowledge that they had. It would begin to allow me to get to the place where I would have this so-called success. As a business person, I'll be looked at just like they are. Hey, quite a millionaire, right? I don't have to worry about going into the bank or paying my bills or anything like that. Now, I started out doing small groups, being in ministry, being in fellowship with the Lord. But the opportunity presented itself to where I was no longer going to do that and the way I justified it was, hey, my kids need something to eat. They need a place to stay. I need a place to stay. And also this is a wonderful opportunity for God's kingdom. What's my motive? You need to understand when something doesn't align, with God, when it draws you away from God, no matter how good it is, no matter what opportunity it is, you're gonna have to make sure that it's in alignment with God's will. Let me go through today's scripture, but before I do that, let's invite God's spirit in this conversation because we're talking about what's our motives. So I wanna allow God to expose anything that's inside our hearts. Father, I'm asking you as you use me as a tool, expose the enemies, the enemies inside of me and inside of us. Expose our true motives. Help us to address those issues, those root causes that will cause us to be drawn away from you. We want you and we want you alone in your holy word to be our God in post. Speak to us, help us so that we can understand your truth. Not the cultural truth and the world truth, but your truth in Jesus name. Amen. The world says that success is tied to having enough resources so that you're not able, so that you don't have to worry about anything. Having a nice car, that's their level of success. Having a big house, that's the level of success. The truth of the matter is, if you go back to Jeremiah 9 and verses 23 to 24, the Lord gave the scripture in the Old Testament, he gave this And he said, don't boast about about any of the riches, the, the homes, the houses, and I'm just summing it up, anything that you have, but boast in this fact that you know me and you know the ideal that I'm a God of justice, of mercy and of love and of righteousness. And I believe in this for everyone. I'm just summing it up. You can go back and read that. But I want you to hear what Jesus says. I just want to give you a background because Jesus talks about and he exposes the motive of Peter. And he wanted to know that to make sure that we are aware of what people say, but he wanted us to be aware aware of what God says on a matter. That's the most important truth we're to hold to. What does God say on a matter? What's the true motive behind what people do, what you do? Is it from God or is it coming from your own desires? Turn with me to Mark chapter 8. And verse 27, I'm going to start here. It says that then Jesus and his disciples went out to the village of Sincerea, Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say I am? They answered him, John the Baptist, others says Elijah, but others, one of the prophet's. And he asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Then Jesus strictly warned them not to tell anyone about him. Now you need to understand that each one of the scriptures of you got Mark gives his account, Matthew gives his account, Luke gives his account. Um, just so you just to give you as new believers a background, this is the reason for these different accounts is there's different perspectives. You got the accountant, Matthew, the accountant perspective, you got Luke the doctor's perspective, and then you got Mark and John's perspective. This is no different than each, then people seeing things from different perspectives. As you know, we can go to the same movie, but there can be certain things that we see that we take away from the movies. And there's, and the way that the the Lord orchestrated things and through the Holy Spirit, He put these things here in writing so that we can understand from different perspective but overall they talk about the same things. One may be a greater detail than others. So I'm just letting you know a little bit background. So here, Jesus began to tell him something about the most important things. It wasn't about what people said about Jesus. He wanted to make sure that they understand how we are to operate. It's not what people say who you are. That's not, that shouldn't be the most important thing. That's the takeaway that Jesus needs you to understand. See, because if you hang on that, then your motive's gonna be off. Because if you're always into what somebody thinks about you, then you're gonna be doing things because of people, other people. You're gonna be motivated by what others say or what you believe that others want you to do. Let me go on. Jesus goes on and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must, and it's necessary to suffer many things and be rejected as the Messiah by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, and he must be put to death after and after 3 days rise from the dead see and he was stating this matter plainly not holding anything back but it says that then he took peter aside and began to recommend him, him in another gospel in one of them they tell you that peter says no no you can't do this because from Peter's perspective the way that they looked at it the lord was um this king they've been waiting on this king to come here on earth and to um to save israel from this tyranny of what the roman tyranny of over taxation and and the abuse that they're expend the uh that they're experiencing. They've been taught that this king was coming. So now they were here it is, he's now here. And they found out that now he's here. So you mean to tell me you're here and things are going good now? And now you're telling us that you're getting ready to leave? And no, that's not going to happen. So I just want to give you from Peter's perspective. So it's nothing wrong with thinking that way. But however, Jesus exposed his motive behind it. He says to him, and I'm going to clarify it. He said, I'm pulling, he pulled him aside. He didn't put him out there on Front Street like we do in front of everybody else. He take them aside and he said, let me tell you something. You have the wrong thought process in mind. That, that thoughts are from the devil. So Peter makes this, this great confession, but at the same time, he exposes something else deeper inside of Peter, which was his thought process. You're only thinking from the world and the culture viewpoint, not from my father's viewpoint. Let me stop right there. See, when I was in Philadelphia, I was only thinking from the perspective of what I was benefiting from, what was going to happen. My family could eat. I wouldn't have to rely on anybody. I will become successful. And at the same time, Every single thing else didn't matter. See, I'm going by off the off of my own perspective. But when you are a true disciple, Jesus wants you to know is can you set aside your own personal viewpoint and in order to give up his viewpoint? He goes on and he says, turning around with his back towards Peter, seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan, for your mind is not set on God's will or its values and purpose. But what pleases man? What's your motive? Is your motive on what pleases other people? What's going to please you with your house, your car, with the things that's here in the world? Or are you looking from the perspective of God? Jesus called the crowd together and he began to say these things to them in verse 34. And he says this, he said, if anyone wishes to follow me, he must deny himself, set aside his selfish interests, take up his cross and be willing to endure whatever comes and follow me, believe in me, and conform to my example in living, and if it need to be, suffer or perhaps die because of his faith in me. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it in death. Whosoever loses his life in this world for my sake and the gospel's sake will save it from the consequences of sin the separation from God for what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul. In other words, to gain the whole pleasures of this world, he said, for what will a man give in exchange for a serve or eternal life? in God's kingdom. In other words, this is the perspective. If my motive is to be rich and that was what my motive was, it's nothing wrong with that. If my motive is for being in a relationship is to fulfill this desire of not being lonely. It's nothing wrong with being in a relationship. What's my motive for approaching This woman, what's my motive for having this car in this home? What's my motive behind this? Where does all of this come from? You see, and as I go further on in the the scriptures, because being a lot of times we can be led away by the angel of darkness, disguised as an angel of light and not led by Jesus. A lot of the times, the things that we think that Christ is leading us to like, oh my goodness, I got promoted. Oh yes, this great opportunity. One of the things that you need to ask is, how or what is what I'm about to do? going to take me away from Christ? Or how does what I'm about to do bring glory to God? What is this gonna cost me spiritually? That's supposed to be our first. The first thing that we look look at is sometimes is how is this gonna cost me financially? Or what is it that I'm gonna gain financially? Or what is it going to benefit me by being with this person? Is it going to, I'm going to look good? This person makes me look good They're because of what I feel. They're taking up this spot. So we got to check our motives. In 2 Corinthians, Paul goes on and he, he talks about the motives as well. He goes on and he, he tells them starting at, 11 and verse 3, he said, I'm afraid as the serpent, the serpent beguiled Eve by cunning your minds may be corrupted and led away from simplicity of your sincere and pure devotion for Christ. We can be led away in a stray, even in the good groups that take us out of fellowship with Christ. Anything that draws us away as a sheep. If if you're in a flock and somebody's trying to get you to be drawn away into a smaller, hey, in a smaller area, oh, why don't you start this here over here? Well, you got to first seek and see if that's the will of God. You got to find out what's your true motive behind going with the group. Is, are your motives just like me? Because my family is, I, I want to feed my family. See, you got to watch out that your own feelings and your own emotions are not the ones deceiving you to be drawn away. It says, for you, seeing willing to allow it. If one comes and preach another Jesus whom have not been preached, if you receive a different spirit from the one you receive or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you're a tolerant or welcoming deception. In other words, one of the ways that you know if you're being deceived is if they don't confess Jesus is Lord and they're not regularly confessing that. I've been a part of groups that good um, Christian groups, people in the groups were Christians, but in the groups, in our business, we were out there two, three o'clock in the morning in these little small huddles. So none of us were reading our Bibles. It wasn't a Bible study. We were talking about business, how to expand the business and the opportunities and how to go out and recruit people for business and all of that, all the way up to the wee hours of night, we're talking about business deals. See, that's where you can see about sometimes people are deceived. And here it is. In verse 10, it says, As the truth is Christ, of Christ is in me, my boast and my dependence will not be the silence. In other words, Christ should not be silent in anything that you're doing, whether it's your business, whether your job, no matter what it is. That's the second key. If they're not talking about Christ, then you need to understand that it may be you may be being deceived. Verse 12 says, for such men are counterfeit apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder since Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So it is no great surprise if his servants also masquerades as servants of righteousness, but their end will correspond to their deeds. Deception, deception is real guys. How to avoid being deceived by others and self. Here's your scripture and here's my scripture against my own entitlements or the things that I want that's trying to get me to make me fulfill them through my own self. Write this scripture down. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. It says, not that I speak from any personal experience. You hear that? This is what Paul is saying. And self-sufficient, he said, not that I speak from any personal, speak from any need, for I have learned, I have learned to be content, which means to be self-sufficient through Christ and satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasily, regardless of my circumstances. I'm just summing up what it's saying. You said, I know how to be content I've learned the secret, which is self-sufficient. That's the answer, to be content in Christ. I know how to get alone and to live humbly, which means in difficult times. I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity in any circumstances. I've learned the secret of facing life challenges, whether well-fed or going, hunger, or having abundance or being in need. I can do all things, which means that the way as true disciples, and this is what Jesus was saying, if you truly want to be my disciples, you need to understand that it's going to cost you. It may seem like you're going down, but the truth in the matter is if you put your thought process in as far as does this glorify God, does this honor God honor God and does this expand his kingdom, then you would understand that whether or not you're being deceived or whether you can understand you're being deceptive by your own self because you're wanting to satisfy your needs yourself. He said, I am self-sufficient in Christ alone. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him and infuses me to walk in an inner peace and confidence. Let me go on. Because sometimes my own temptation can lead me away. What's my motive? Am I being deceived by my own flesh or my own desires? How do I? The truth in the matter is, you may ask, how do we how did you get here? As Jesus says, true disciples must count the costs. Count the costs of your decisions. Dating someone, where you live, career where you're living, going into business. Where do I want to, uh, what do I want to do? And how does this align with the word of God? Does this bring me closer to Christ or does this draw me away from him? Meaning that in James chapter 1 verse 13, it says, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God. You need to know that temptation doesn't originate from God. It started back in Genesis chapter 3. He said, for God... Can't be tempted, and God is flawless. So, you need to understand that only evil itself tempts you. And the only evil is, he says that each of you is tempted or dragged away, or enticed or baited to go into sin because it's uh, the lusts and the desires that we have then as it, those desires are conceived. My desire was for me to have all these businesses, to be rich, to, to, to be, in other words, I wanted to be self-sufficient. But the truth in the matter is, the only way that I'm gonna be self-sufficient is my sufficiency must be in God. It says, do not be misled, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every good gift given, every perfect gift given comes from God. You know, if you're a small group leader, you're in the church, you're helping others in their needs, but you're presented with an opportunity that presents itself and they tell you, hey, you can help others' needs greatly. This is how a lot of believers get thrown away. It can tell you that the benefits of helping God's people out and the blessing that it'd be, and you would be, why are you doing something? Is it something for you to brag about? That's the question that you need to ask. Does it allow does this allow God's work to, to do the bragging? That's how, you know, when it's from God, remember, as it says, the enemy can pose as an angel of light. So you need to understand that there is no counterfeit truth in Jesus. The only counterfeit truth is when you're led by yourself. I'm going to close, but I want to remind you of what Jesus says. He says that if anyone wishes to follow me in Mark 8. And we're speaking of Mark 8 and 34. If anyone wishes to be my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside his selfish interests, and take up his cross. And follow me, believing and conforming to his living. For whoever wishes to save his life will eventually lose it. Four, what does it benefit to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? I'm going to close right there. Father, I pray what you've spoken today bring encouragement to the hearts and the minds of your people that this information can be applied as we look at our own motives and why we're doing a certain thing. Allow us to really Take it into consideration and how it aligns with you and to make the proper adjustments as you guide us to. We know that there is nothing wrong with being success, but success without you is not the success you want us to be. Doing things where it leads us away is not from you. Help us to be led by you in all that we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day. Remember, sufficiency in God is the answer.